Hi, everybody. It's Ruben Padilla with Narrative Strategies. Thank you for joining me for today's strategy. Did you know it snowed in Los Angeles today? In Malibu? On the beach? February 21st, 2019. However you reacted to my query, that's what I want to talk about. But first, would you let your 13-year-old ride a city bus alone? Because I know a kid who rode not one, but six city buses alone on not just one Saturday, but every Saturday. The kid was me, and I used to ride three buses to the magic shop practically every weekend when I was 13 to 15 years of age. There was no trolley system in San Diego in those days. Those days. How old do I sound? So I'd take a bus from my neighborhood to downtown Chula Vista, a second bus to downtown San Diego, and a third to North Park, where the shop was. At 5.30 p.m., I'd do it all again coming home. Six buses. I don't think many parents would allow that today. Because it was a long haul, rather than carry a book, I'd usually buy a copy of the National Enquirer. As a teenager, I believed in UFOs, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and various other conspiracies. And the Enquirer was chock full of them. I do sound old. I learned that the Enquirer had a very specific and successful formula for getting you to read a story. They'd begin with a first-person account of somebody in the midst of a horrific event, like, I could feel the bear's teeth scraping against my skull. Or, I was shocked to find the ripcord I had just pulled had come off in my hand, and I was plunging to my death. And then you'd think, wow, how did that happen? And so you'd have to read the story. It was formulaic, simplistic, and marketing 101. Hook them with an enticing statement, and then unravel the story. I understood that even at my young age, but I loved it and I think it taught me a lot. But today we live in an age where news is so immediate that we rely on the internet to get it. Back then, nobody had heard of the story the Inquirer was talking about, so you'd be introduced right at the crux of change. My head was in its mouth, and you'd continue reading to find out what happened. We're so used to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and immediate content now that unless you're hearing it for the first time in the first few minutes of an event, it's old news by the time the sun goes down. So if you were already aware about it snowing in Los Angeles today, my statement elicited absolutely no excitement from you. Maybe you even reacted with a jaded, yeah, what else is new? For me, it was a bit different. I spent most of the day alone writing, and I had no interaction with the online world, the TV, or other people. At 5 p.m., I turned on the news, just for some sound, and I learned of the surprising weather. But by the time I could tell anybody about it, it was old news. This is why newspapers are dying. And then I pulled out the National Enquirer that I purchased last month in preparation for an article on the type of writing I used to encounter, and paging through it, I realized that they no longer do that kind of writing. There are no more harrowing stories of near-death adventures. It's all celebrities. Well, 99%. There was something about a kid graduating Harvard at 16 and a prisoner hitching a ride to escape but being delivered right back to jail. The old way of writing isn't being used, I assume, because immediacy is no longer necessary for the audience. People now want to know about... Steve Harvey's alleged love child, Tom Cruise's surprise reunion with Suri, and the supposed feud between Seinfeld and Kimmel. 
different crap, different day. In the world of the immediate, however, the crux of change can still work. Right after hearing about the surprise snow, the news anchor teased me with, you won't believe what someone was caught trying to smuggle at the airport, and then went to commercial. Damn, I thought, now I gotta wait to find out. And I did. You know what it was? Fertilized cow eggs. Apparently, there's a coveted breed of cow in Japan whose fertilized eggs can fetch millions of dollars in China. What does this have to do with speaking, storytelling, or sales presentations? Just this. A live spoken work is immediate, like the internet or live TV news. It's being offered right now. And the best way to ensure interest is to begin at the crux of change. In other words, something has happened, or is happening, or is going to happen, and you won't believe how. And then you tell them how by detailing the crux of change. Rather than, in the beginning, there was this, and eventually, I'll tell you about this. How many boring speeches have you heard like that? Most of them. I would have done it like this. Did you know that you can make $2.2 million by simply delivering eggs? It's true. Let me tell you how. Instead of, traffic has gotten really bad, try, in three years, you won't be able to drive to work. Instead of, we're poised to have the best sales year ever, try, at this very moment, we're making history. Instead of, I once almost died at the beach, try, I was surrounded by seaweed, I was losing breath, and the tide was pulling me out. Got it? Tomorrow, I'll tell you how Facebook pulled tonight's live broadcast because of sexual content. Absolutely true. Until then, thank you for listening.